Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, 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 and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but please just call me Rachel. This episode is brought to you by the Rev with Rachel affiliate source code meditation, an online education and meditation practice for awakening your higher brain and expressing your most radiant, authentic self. Go to the show notes for the link to sign up for an enlightening webinar with the creator, Dr. Michael Cotton. Today's episode is called The Need to Retreat with Elizabeth Patricia Connor. Elizabeth Patricia is a best-selling author, experiential retreat leader, and sought-after inspirational speaker. At an early age, Elizabeth Patricia recognized her inner calling to inspire, educate, and empower others. Through writing and speaking, Elizabeth Patricia shares her insights and the tools she has mastered throughout her personal and working life. For many years, she envisioned a beautiful place surrounded by nature with a breathtaking view of the ocean where people could stay, be at peace, learn and heal from whatever ailed them, whether it be spiritual, emotional, or physical. In May of 2016, she and her husband decided to celebrate their 25th wedding anniversary in Costa Rica. As she stepped onto a piece of land high in the mountains, she recognized it as the place of her dreams. La Pasul Retreat Center was born. Elizabeth Patricia and her husband designed the intimate retreat center and are just about to begin construction. She was born in Costa Rica and is fluent in Spanish. She divides her time traveling between the two countries. Elizabeth Patricia now offers her unique knowledge to help coaches and leaders soar to the highest in their businesses by showing them how to build an outstanding retreat that leaves the participants in awe. A retreat that embraces the concept that more isn't better, it's just more. She offers a unique perspective on limiting content to achieve greater impact. Each retreat will be different because of the participants. She helps her clients to tailor their message to provide maximum benefit and greater impact for the retreat participants. Two of her most recent talks, Experiential Retreats, Your Next Profitable Step, and self-love, the need to retreat, have been well-received. Whether you'd like to host a retreat or attend a retreat, Elizabeth Patricia can lead the way. Welcome to the show, Elizabeth Patricia. It's wonderful to be here with you. Thank you, Rachel, and thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show. This oh, is you're welcome. Yes, I've really enjoyed connecting with you at the eWomen Platinum events that we've attended. Yes, Yeah, so I would love for you to share a bit out of your own transformation story and how you became passionate about retreats. Well, it's actually a story that began um, about 17 years ago, and um, I was working in corporate America, or corporate Canada, I should say, because I'm Canadian. Oh. (laughs) And um, yeah, and um, I had a a high-powered job, and um, worked about 90 hours per week. I mean, oh my, gosh. Really, my job was it. it, that, that was it. That was my whole life. And I remember t- attending um, a seminar of um, Stephen Covey's, the seven, um, what is it? The, he- the seven habits. 
Thank you. Have yes. a, <laughs> a highly effective <laughs> people. Highly right? effective people. And, um, and so I was listening to this and it was about, he was talking about going up uh, the success ladder and he posed the question, what happens if you have gotten to the top of the ladder and you're re- you realize that you are against the wrong building? Mm-hmm. And I went, oh dear, because I had just thought about rising to the top, which I had in my job, but I wasn't happy and I didn't feel that I was you know, being fulfilled in my, in my life's mission. So um, that stayed with me and really it was um, something that made me unravel. And, um, and so, so, so much so that I needed to leave my job. Mm. And it was a very difficult decision because obviously I was making a good salary. My husband said, well, we can't make it without this, uh, this job. And I just couldn't do it. So I did leave. And what happened was that I went into a total spiral downward spiral and became quite depressed and um, had had totally and completely lost my identity because my identity was as an executive. It wasn't Patricia Connor or Elizabeth Patricia Connor. I will tell you about my name in a little bit. Okay. Um, Because I I will refer to myself sometimes as Patricia. And uh, anyway, so I um, basically you know, posed all the questions that people in this situation pose and, and they are, you know, why am I here? What is the point of my life? How could this happen to me? What do I do now? Who am I? All of those questions. And I know that probably your listeners um, also have questions like that. And um, it took a while and I was very lucky at the time because I had a beautiful dog and uh, his name was Batsa, and he was 140 pounds, this, this <laughs> bear, this white bear, and he was my companion. And um, a lot of people, you know, said to me, um, why don't you go on a vacation? If you go on a vacation, you know, you'll have a better, you'll feel better, and you'll be refreshed. And, and really what happened was that it was too late for a vacation. I had gone mm. too far. And um, so... I envisioned in my mind a place where I could go, where I would feel safe, where I would be in the sunshine, which is what I love, and the warmth, where I could learn and I could just be with myself and connect with myself. And I thought of this place and um, I went in search of Mm -hmm. a place like that and um, did attend quite a few retreats along the way and I went by myself I didn't I'm married happily married but I thought this was my journey it wasn't a journey that I I wanted my husband to come along with me and um and the retreats really helped me in the sense that um I was able to um to connect with nature and that was the biggest one and actually it's interesting because I didn't have to go too far for connecting with nature. I live in British Columbia and it's really quite beautiful here. And having this beautiful dog, um, we used to go on walks and I found this wonderful forest 10 minutes away from my home. And this became my place of going and just being out in nature and feeling some of um, the healing properties that you get from 
breathing the air and just being um, with nature, alone with nature and the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I, I write about that. Um, I'm a published author, like you said, in um, in the introduction. And um, I've actually uh, written a story in a collection called Heart, Mind, Wisdom. And this is Heart, Mind, Wisdom collection number one. You can find it on Amazon. And it tells my story about that. And how through my depression, I really retreated. I mean, Mm -hmm. I retreated uh, from life in general. And uh, step by step, um, I came back to, to, you know, being a part of society. But I I so loved um, going away. And at the beginning, you know, I would go away somewhere and I would think, you know, what am I doing here? What? what is it? And then once I would be part of the group, I realized that I wasn't the only person in the situation that I was in. That was really important. There were like-minded people on these retreats and I gave myself the space to feel better and to start moving ahead. Mm. Um, So I really, you know, thought that um, that I would like to have a place that I could offer to others at some point. And I really dreamed about this place and I saw it in my mind's eye. And I knew that it had to be in a warm country. I knew that it had to have a beautiful view because what I feel about views is that when you stand on top of a mountain and you have this beautiful view in front of you, it gives you hope. You see the expansion. You see that you're not in this little world all by yourself, you know, that you're contracted. It's about expansion. That's and so that's true. Where I didn't, yeah, Isn't I it? love that. Oh, yeah. It gives you yeah. a new perspective, really. It gives you a different perspective. Yeah. And uh, one of the, the things that gave me a lot of hope um, was actually learning about eagles, believe it or not, because mm-hmm. eagles have that eagles have that view, you know, that uh, the bird's eye view, like people call it. And um, I really learned about uh, about eagles because I wanted to to be that eagle. I wanted to soar. I didn't yeah. I didn't want to be, you know down on the bottom <laughs> feeling myself. I really throughout my depression, throughout all these difficult times, I, I always had this this inkling, this hope that things would get better and that there might there had to be a better way. And yeah. um, and there's yeah. a place in all of us that knows that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I just, I was going through a bad experience and I just had this feeling like happiness, like I, I want to be happy. And I just had this knowing that happiness is possible. And, uh, that, that place, I think we can find that in all of us can find that in ourselves. We can find it. It's available to us and it's up to us to see it. Right. And, and pay attention. And and this is the important thing about, um, retreats and a lot of retreats have, um, you know, meditation and that sort of thing. And it's about being quiet. It's about being connected to yourself. And at the beginning, let me tell you, when I was going through my hard times at the beginning, I thought it was like a different language. I didn't know what they were talking about. You know, I read these books, read, you know, when Dyer, I read Mm -hmm. Deepak Chopra, you know, I, and, and I'm going, what are you talking about? But little by little, you know, if you just keep on going and do some of the exercises and then, you know, all of a sudden this all starts making sense and, um, and you get better. Like you start to feel 
better. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was huge transformation. Now I must say that um, this dream that I had of, of having and offering this place to other people was a dream. And um, I, you know, it came in and it came out. I did many things, you know, in the past uh, 17 years, I actually became an ordained minister. Um, I also um, started to do, I, I started to learn about aromatherapy. I wanted to heal myself because I knew that, you know, I had been on, on antidepressants, I had been on tranquilizers, all kinds of stuff. And, you know, it, it was just living. It wasn't really um, having a life, a life, a fulfilled life. So I started looking, you know, I started looking to see what it was that, how I could heal myself. And I knew that one of them was um, through connecting to myself and allowing the silence one of the things that I find is very important is that we need to be in that quiet. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when there's just so much going on in your head and you just can't quiet, quiet that mind. And um, so, like I said before, my, my biggest thing was going into nature and just walking and just walking that out so that little by little, you know, you, um, you start to, to see, to have that inkling of quiet and then when you are in the quiet, the other thing that I did, for example, was journaling. I just started a practice of journaling. And journaling was really something that really, really helped me. Um, because I could, whatever those thoughts were in my mind, I could put them on paper. And it was almost as if they were coming out of me. And they didn't need to be in me anymore. Um, and I never went back to read that stuff. And I know that there was a lot of darkness. But... Um, it's okay. It needed to come out. You know, it just needed to, to be released from me. Yeah. And um, that's another thing that, that, um, that, you know, these retreats are, are so important because um, if you are in, a, in what I call an experiential retreat, and I've sort of coined that phrase for what I will be offering, um, you need the time. You need the time for that reflection. You need the time, you know, to write, to whatever it is, or to walk. You need that quiet. So um, I found that that was one of the things that really helped me to transform and one of the things that I want to offer when I have my retreat center. So um, that's basically, you know, it was still there, that dream through the 17 years. And then, you know, I thought, oh, my goodness, you know, it's not going to happen. Um, maybe in another lifetime. And it was actually my husband, my husband before our 25th wedding anniversary um, said to me, what was that dream that you had? And I told him about it. And he said, well, you know, we're coming up to our 25th wedding anniversary. Why don't we go down to Costa Rica? And yeah. I, okay. And uh, it wasn't our first time there. It was, um, it was, Together, it was our second time there. And um, so we went down and we looked for land and we came across this real estate agent and he showed us, I, you know, I explained to him what, what I was looking for and he showed us this piece of land. And imagine, I mean, we're, we went up a mountain and it is up steep yes. up the mountain. <laughs> Uh, I'm totally getting goosebumps, by the way. Yeah, and so <laughs> yeah, we went cool. up, and um, 
And we came to this pathway and the pathway was also, you know, going up. So we turned onto the pathway and it was lined uh, with palm trees, with um, king palm trees, which are absolutely gorgeous. And, uh, and I thought, oh my goodness, because I love palm trees. And we went into <laughs> the little path and we got to the top and there in front of us is a 180 degree view of the ocean. Oh, wow. It was breathtaking and really, you know, I took a breath in and went, this is it. Yeah. This is it. And it just thought, you know, here in this place, I can see miracles happen. Mm -hmm. That's basically what came through me. Yeah, it feels um, very divine. Yes, yes. And, And there was one palm tree that I saw and it was almost like, you know, I showed the pictures, I took pictures of it, and, and uh, it, it was almost as if it was a, a special place. Like, that that was, like, the, the middle of the whole uh, area. It was almost like a vortex. I don't know if you know vortexes or not. Yeah. It was like just like there, you know, it was, it was divine. So, um, yeah, so that was very, very exciting. And um, so we came back and uh, we decided to start building um, this business and, and this retreat center and, um, and just invite people to come. Now, one of the things that, that was really interesting was, you know, everybody says, oh, yeah, retreat center in Costa Rica. You know, I know so-and-so who's doing that. I know so-and-so who's doing that. And I thought, mm-hmm. isn't that interesting? Um, I must tell you that I was actually born in Costa Rica. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and, and um, my mom, my father was Canadian and my mom was from Costa Rica and uh, he was being, um, he was being transferred to Europe to open a sales office. He worked for the airlines and my mom was pregnant with me and she decided to go back to Costa Rica until the birth. And that's how I, I became, um, oh, wow. uh, but I never lived there. Actually, my first okay. passport picture is, is me in my mom's arms at six weeks old. <laughs> Wow. Well, no wonder you have a connection there. I have a connection. And, um, but it's more than that. I, I learned about, um, the prophecy, a prophecy of the native Indians, um, that is about the condor and the eagle. And, um, so I, I was reading about this and, and, um, what it is, is that apparently about 500 years ago, um, the condor and the eagle were flying together. And then there was some disruption and the eagle went to the north and the condor went to the south. And there was a split in the continent because uh, this is the native Indians like throughout North America, Central America and South America. And the prophecy was that they would fly again together. And when they did, that would be the flight, that would be the path to peace. And this is just around this time. So I think it's marvelous. And I think that that's one of the reasons why, even though I was born there, that so many people are going to Central America, to Costa Rica, because it's, it's the time for, for, the, for the beginning of peace in the world. Yeah, it is time. <laughs> it <laughs> it's is taken too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Wow. What a beautiful story and beautiful journey. Thank you. I just love it.
So talk a little bit about the importance of retreats. You know, why? I know your personal story, but why would other people, why would you encourage other people to go on retreat? Yeah, I find that, you know, in the world today, it's very fast moving, extremely fast moving, um, where stress is like the number one thing that is, that is killing people. And we're overwhelmed. And, and I, I think that a lot of people are striving for something different. They want something different. They want a harmonious world. Um, they want time for important things. And they want to get rid of the, the, the stress. And I think that retreats is, um, is how you do that. And, uh, and I'm talking about retreats in a different country or in a different place. Some place that you're totally taken out of what you're used to. Mm-hmm. And, um, and obviously for me, being, being um, next to nature is very important. It helps you to unwind. Um, being with people that <clears throat> are like-minded, um, you know, you feel comfortable in retreats, everything is planned for you. So basically your job is to attend the retreat. It's not to, to worry about what you're going to eat, what you're, you know, where you're going to go, this, that, and the other thing. You're just, you know, put in a retreat and that is all you have to do is work on yourself. I mean, what a gift. Yeah. What a, and, um, and then in retreats, you also have um, professionals that are there that are, are there to guide you. And um, so when you have the time to integrate all that you're going through in a retreat, then it has more lasting effects. So what does it take? It takes a total, like I said before, a total change in environment, even a change in um, culinary um, experiences. Mm. So even a change in food is, is, is important. And, uh, and it helps you to change your state of mind. So it's, it's about long lasting effects. It's about, um, you know, just being one with yourself. And if you are in a real retreat, you give up a uh, connection, like connection, like your, your phone, your TV, you know, yes. that, which is very difficult for people to do. But if you can give yourself a gift of a retreat for, you know, five to seven days, it has the impact is very long lasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So why do people yeah. want to do that? I think, you know, it's, it's something that we have to say. And it's not a vacation, you know, vacation yeah. is, is totally different to what a retreat is. And I've come together, you know, I've said with a, a experiential retreat and that has three parts. It's the part of that you go there to learn something that everybody that is with you on the retreat, you know, has some interest in you do activities as well. So for our retreat center, we're actually incorporating all the activities as part of the price <clears throat> things that, will, um, will, you know, connect you to the land, connect you to the place where you are. And, uh, and then you will have time for integration because you need that quiet time. Like I said before, to journal or to just think about, or to meditate or just think about what happened during the day. So, um, that's, I think, you know, retreats are, are the way to go. I think they're becoming more and more popular. Um, and, um, and I, I want people to know the real value of a retreat. Um, many people in, in, in the self-help business call um, their events retreats, but they're not. They're events. 
Mm-hmm. Um, retreats are when you're totally, you've, you've totally retreated from your regular life, you know, for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. I love that. And I have had the opportunity to retreat <laughs> and yes. it was interesting, as you mentioned that change of food, I went and stayed at a hermitage, um, in the La Crosse, Wisconsin area near where my parents live. And they, they gave you some bread and some cheese and some fruit. And, and that was just all the food that you had while you were there. I'm like, well, this is so simple. And doesn't the cheese need to be refrigerated? And it's like, oh, I guess not. Other people have done this. So, <laughs> but it was just so, I was so satisfied with that simplicity. And, right. Yeah. And right. it was in nature. And I think that connection to nature is so important because we are so disconnected in, in many of the cities and areas we live. We don't have that opportunity. And when we get out of the usual like the sameness of how we operate in our day-to-day life and break that up, mm-hmm. it, it changes us forever. You're so it right. Is. Yeah. It is like really the way, you know, to transform. I mean, I find that that is, is real transformation and you know, the longer you can do it, the better, but you know, the, 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 the best is about seven days. And also I think that the, the, um, um, the size of the group that you're with is also important. Okay. Um, eight to 12 people, I think is the best, um, to have, you know, to be on a retreat. Um, what I like about what we're going to be doing in Costa Rica at La Pasul is that, um, whatever retreat is there, that's the only retreat that will be there. Mm-hmm. So there aren't other people, you know, that, um, have nothing to do with your retreat there, except for the staff. Um, I think that's a huge gift because I, I don't know about you, Rachel, but I've been to retreats where, yes, you have your meeting room and you have your group. And then all of a sudden you go to eat and there's like, you know, 200 other people there. Yeah. And it disrupts, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. And it's like yeah. a different energy. And then you're like, oh, okay. Then you have to, you have to give yourself time to get back into the energy that you were in, you know, the cocoon. Yeah. I totally hear you. I experienced that at a, I went to an energy healing retreat at this beautiful place in Arizona and it had such this powerful feeling. It was so amazing. And that last day when the retreat ended and other people started showing up and like they weren't serving alcohol and stuff during our retreat, but all of a sudden the conversations you're overhearing and the drinking and stuff, it just was a completely different vibe I couldn't I was amazed to feel and notice how quickly that shifted (laughs) yes yeah yes it's so true yeah so um I guess through my experience um you know I'm I'm putting together the best parts of um you know what I feel (laughs) well you know that gift of of that experience I mean and and it's yeah it's it's um it's really, if you haven't, you know, if any of your listeners have not gone on a retreat, it's something to put on their list to do. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I know people that go on retreats every single year. That That's their vacation is actually a retreat. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, we have to think that we need to take care of ourselves. I mean, it's part of self-care is yes. to allow, you know, to give ourselves that time. And, um, you know, we always hear the story about the oxygen mask, you know, that comes down when if you're in a plane and something happens and then uh, the oxygen masks fall down and you're supposed to always put the oxygen mask on yourself before you help anybody else. Mm -hmm. And this is part of that. 
this is part of, you know, take care of yourself first and then yeah. you can help others even more. And we have that kind of, you know, uh, backwards in, in the way that we live our lives now. Yeah. Yeah. I had that awareness one day I was driving and I was like, oh my gosh, before I can true, I, I knew I wanted to really help others in a very meaningful way. And I was, I had this aha that I can't truly help others until I've helped myself. And I was like, okay, now this is where it's going to get real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And thank God, you know, had I not done that, I would have been still waking up wondering where the joy was. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so there might be some people listening to this who we know from eWomen or maybe they're a business owner. Um, how could they incorporate retreats into their business? Yes. So um, this is something that I've really come across. I, um, in, in my research of setting up um, my business in the past year and a half, um, I've talked to a lot of retreat leaders. Okay. And, um, and the number one thing is, you know, I, I was very direct and I asked the question, you know, do you make money holding retreats? And overall, the answer was not really. Um, you know, they get their, their flight paid for, they get, um, you know, the, the stay paid for, mm. all of that. but when they add up and bottom line, um, there isn't much left for them. And um, I really, you know, really thought about this and I thought, well, no, because they're giving such a gift by going with their groups and, and taking their groups on a retreat, they should be um, handsomely, um, uh, what's the word, paid. So there's a better word, but I can't think of it right now. Anyway, so um, I put together a program where, you know, at my retreat, um, what will happen is that I will... Um, I will provide for them all the meals. So it's all inclusive and uh, all the activities and everything will be arranged ahead of time. And I've priced it so that retreat leaders can make money bringing people to the retreat center. Oh, nice. and I think that, yeah. And, and I think this is really important. And also to teach people that the retreat, it doesn't stop there. What happens at retreats is that everybody bonds, you know, the group bonds. Right. And when you bond, you want to continue. You don't want to be, you know, all of a sudden there's, you know, you're not in that group anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's a question of putting programs together where they can continue, you know, afterwards. And even um, I know some groups, I'm actually involved in one group myself, that we um, have a retreat every two years mm. and it's the same group. And it's just, Oh, so, nice. Oh yeah. And it's so gratifying and so amazing. And, and we've just grown so much. And, and this was a group that was put together, <coughs> excuse me, through another, another um, seminar that I attended and we didn't even know each other and mm. they put us together. There was, there's four of us. And uh, we've kept up every, every three weeks. We have a mastermind. And oh, I love that. Every two years. And it's, uh -huh. it's just one, it's part of, of, of being there. So you have that connection. Mm -hmm. um, you have that connection with people. And why would you give it up? You know, like it, they're, they're very valuable because I, I do believe that part of our, our purpose in life is to connect with others. I mean, we weren't, we weren't brought into this life just to be by ourselves. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, so yeah, for, I think that it, it's the next thing. It's like the next step in a coach's um, business or in a seminar leader's business. And imagine taking um, your, your most elite clients, you know, from eight to 12 clients on, on to a place like La Pasu will be, um, you know, where you can be together and you can just only worry as a coach bringing these people, only worry about the content that you will share with mm-hmm. your clients and not have to worry about anything else. Yeah, that sounds it, amazing. It would be, yes, it, it would be wonderful. And um, so basically, um, many coaches worry about the price. They're saying they're okay, but you know, you can't price too high because then people won't come. And this, and so what I say to that is, 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 you know, the right people will come. Mm-hmm. And if you do it by invitation, it's even better. If you have like eight to 10 or 12 people that, you know, want to continue with you to learn from you, um, then, you know, they will come. Mm-hmm. And it's usually the coach's problem, you know, thinking, oh, my God, you know, if I charge so much, they're not going to come. No, they will come. Yeah. You I have me wanting to bring a group there. <laughs> I'm sorry? You have me wanting to bring a group, group there. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like the perfect place. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, coaches, it's just the next level. It's the next step the next profitable step for coaches and leaders mm-hmm. and there is no need to be scared. And, and um, I know that a lot of coaches fear that, but if you're coming to a place that you already know is also run by a coach, which, you know, I've been a coach for many years um, and is totally, you know, everything is planned for you and you know exactly where you're going and you don't need to do run around and do this type of, you know, trying to figure this out or that out or anything like that. Yeah. You think it's a win-win situation. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I hope you come Rachel. Yes. And when, when are you expecting Lapasul to be ready? Yeah. So we, uh, we were expecting to open in 2019. Mm-hmm. And they're still at, at the beginning of 2019, um, but we're we're building. We're building from scratch. So um, we did have a little bit of a hiccup, and now we are with a, di- a different builder. Um, so we're just finalizing all the paperwork. So hopefully, we will be open at the end of 2019, if not at the beginning of 2020, at the latest. Okay. But, um, what I want to say about that, even though it's kind of far, or we think it is far in the future, it really isn't. And um, what, you know, I will be offering courses for, um, for coaches that have never done a retreat before to, oh, nice. to a retreat together. And I hope to have that up in, in, um, in May or June. And um, so that it takes, you know, about eight months to a year to plan a retreat. Okay. So it's, it's about the right timing. And um, yeah, I, it's just... The great, the greatest thing that you could do for your clients and for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's been so transforming. It's, it's changed how I see my day-to-day life. It has changed how I parent the, it has changed the values of our family and how my husband and I show up for our children. And, um, 
and beyond, you know, I think it's so important to get still and quiet and listen. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And Rachel, I do have a gift for your listeners. So Wonderful. Um, it's about getting, it's the seven tips to getting the most out of your retreat. And they can go on to my website, which is um, www.lapazul.com. And right there, there'll be um, a pop-up and they can get the, the tips. Okay. And I'd love to, for them to connect with me. Um, they can also connect with me at Elizabeth-Patricia at Lapazul, again, L-A-P-A-Z-U-L.com. And uh, if we have some time, I'd like to tell you why I have, why I named it Lapazul. Oh, please do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So um, one of the things that I love about Costa Rica is, um, is the macaws. The macaws are these beautiful, majestic birds. And, um, and I remember going through some pictures on the internet and I saw this blue macaw. And um, so I had translated that into Spanish and uh, it's called Lapa. Lapa is macaw and azul is blue. Oh, and I put cool. it together and put Lapa Azul. So if you look on, uh, on my website, you'll see that, um, that my icon, my, um, my logo is, um, is a macaw. And um, it just felt, you know, because these, these beautiful majestic birds, I mean, they have to do with wisdom and um, they have to do with um, being totally and completely um, true to each other. Like they only, um, they mate for life. Uh -huh. um, they soar to the highest. Whenever, you know, you see a macaw, you will see them on the top, top branch of mm -hmm. a tree. Okay. Um, so I felt that, you know, that, that this, this was it. I mean, soar to the highest is actually the tag of my business because that's how I believe on retreats that you will soar to the highest with incorporating retreats in your business and in your life. Oh, awesome. How beautiful. And I love how just you're so guided around it too. It's just, um, it sounds like such an amazing journey. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show, Elizabeth, Patricia. This has been fun. Oh, thank you, Rachel. I so enjoyed it. And um, yeah, thank you so much. And I'm so happy to, to share with everyone my dream and um, the dream that's coming into fruition. So you oh, know, yeah. we're doing the steps and, and um, I hope to see some of your listeners on, on the website downloading uh, the seven tips and, and, uh, and just looking. There's lots of information on there about, um, you know, the, the food that we'll be serving, which will be farm to table and the activities that you can do in Costa Rica and just take a look. Awesome. I hope they do. And I know I already have. So we'll be seeing you in Costa Rica. Okay. Thank you so much, Rachel. Yes. Listeners, if you would like to stay connected and get updates about Rev with Rachel, please go to www.drrachelw.com. Enter your name and email address, and I will send you Rachel's nine happiness and healing essentials. And also my new book, Radiantly Free, Recreating Life and Health from the Radiance of You is now on Amazon. You can check that out. And I hope that it speaks to your soul and helps you to heal and become free from the inside out. 
And finally, I have an app. You can get more information at www.rachelapp.com. It's got some features like a meditation timer. You can read my blog and then also subscribe for more features to enhance your radiance. Um, But just go to that link and get some more information there. With that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. EWN Podcast Network.